As I've looked through the New Testament, in particular, two places that we find the birth narrative of Jesus Christ, in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 1 and the Gospel of Luke chapter 2. One of the things that we don't look at very carefully much of the time that we read that is the power that God is revealing to change things, to change lives, to change the reality of that world. And so this morning, I, I want to sp simply speak to you about how God comes and changes our lives if we will do two things, if we will first listen to God, and then not only listen to God, but that then, then we respond to what God says. And when we do these two things, God will come and change our lives. That's part of the purpose of the celebration of Christmas. So I want to invite you to listen to the Word of God as proclaimed in the Gospel according to Matthew chapter 1, beginning with verse 18. I've asked Pastor Kalen to come out. Uh, for those of you who have not met her, uh, this is our new uh, pastor of youth ministries. She's a deacon in the, in the Methodist, United Methodist Church, and uh, she comes alongside of me and Pastor Robert to be one of the pastors here at Cypress Lake. So, Kalen, please read. Hear now these words. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Friends, this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Mary and Joseph certainly had their plans changed. I mean, here we have a young couple. She was probably somewhere around 14 years of age. He was a more mature man, which in that uh, generation or that time period would have meant maybe around 25 or 35, uh, a more mature man. And so the t they had uh, this arranged marriage, and they got together, and they were excited about getting married. They were excited about all the future uh, that they had in front of them. They were excited about Joseph uh, and his business as a carpenter or a stonemason. Uh, they were excited about the possibility of having children together. Uh, they, they were filled with possibility. And then one day, an angel comes and says, God has different plans for you. The angel said, uh, Mary, you're going to get pregnant, and it's not going to be with Joseph, but you're going to get pregnant with the Holy Spirit. I can just imagine Mary, 14 years of age, saying, okay. 
then, then I can uh, hear the angel say, and this is going to be a miracle, and the miracle has never happened before, and it never will take place again of a, of a conception uh, without a union of a man and woman. And then uh, Mary's going to find out, and you're going to give this guy the name of Emmanuel, which means God with us. And this 14-year-old girl says, okay. Mary and Joseph's lives were changed. The religious leaders of that day, they had their lives changed. Uh, the thing that they wanted more than anything else was to have a Messiah. They wanted a Savior to come down. They wanted God to bless them, uh, most, most importantly because they wanted to get rid of the Romans who were occupying their land. So they wanted somebody to come down with strength and with might in order to kick out the Romans so the Jews could have their homeland. But what did they get? They got a Jesus who started speaking language like this. Love your enemy. No, 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 that's, that's not what we're looking for here, uh, the religious leaders. No, that's not what we want. We want somebody with power and might. Or Jesus says, do good to those who despise you. God, I don't think you get it. This is not what we need. Pray for those who persecute you. God, come on. Or, or love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus came. And God changed the lives of the religious leaders of that day. God changed the lives of the shepherds. Ordinary, common folk. The, the lowest on the, uh, on the ladder of, of, of social importance, the lowest. Uh, they were simply out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were like, get out of here. Really? And the angel says, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news. And then they were told, go to Bethlehem and see this thing which has been done for you. And these lowest of the low, the shepherds, who were very content just out in the field of Bethlehem, watching the stars, they go and see this thing. God changes everything. So let me ask you a question this morning. Has God ever changed your life? Have you ever experienced uh, the wonder of that moment in which you feel the presence of God flowing in upon you, coming into your presence, speaking words of truth, speaking uh, a language uh, that will declare that you are God's chosen people uh, to, be, uh, to be ones who will declare the glory of God for the universe? Have you ever experienced a God changing your life and God coming into your presence? It's not that God hasn't tried. But are we willing to listen? And are we willing to respond? 
See, when, when God changes things for us, when, when God changes what we anticipate, what we expect in our everyday lives, when God changes things, what God is trying to do more than anything else is that God is trying to get your attention. And I simply stand before you, not as Tom Schaefer today, but as a, a person who is claimed by God to be a servant of God, and I accept that claim to speak to you. Are you ready to have your life altered, ready to have your life changed? Are you ready to experience something different in this Christmas than you've ever experienced before because you have simply said, Lord, I am listening, I am responding to your call upon my life? Think about Mary and Joseph again. Mary and Joseph were uh, there just getting ready for their marriage, and they were getting ready for their lives together. And then all of a sudden, this, this angel comes, and, 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 and the angel said, this is what's going to happen for you. You are going to give birth to the Savior, the Messiah of the world. You're going to name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. See, Mary and Joseph had this plan, a neat little package all wrapped up, and God comes, and God changes their lives. God says, I can do more for you if you will just open yourself to my presence in your life. So I ask you again, has God ever changed your life? Are you open? Are you responsive? So I think what makes Joseph and Mary such unique people is that while she was 14 and he was more mature, uh, they came together and they experienced the presence of God falling upon them, and they're simply saying, yes, Lord, here I am. And so on Tuesday morning or Wednesday morning when you uh, wake up and on Wednesday morning when you experience uh, Christmas, uh, will it be the same as years before or will you find a new response to say, yes, Lord, here I am. Uh, the comment that I receive so often is, is people say, well, if God has a plan for me, then uh, let God reveal God's plan to me. And, and in that plan, I know that if, if it's God's plan, then it's going to be an easy plan. Wrong. So often in my life, uh, when God has called me to do something, it has been difficult. It's been a challenge. I haven't wanted to say yes. But God comes and calls. And so it was an easy response. Uh, th think, think about uh, Mary and, and, and Joseph, both of them. Think about the criticisms that they received. Think about the gossip. Uh, th think about uh, the gossip. Can you imagine uh, Mary's girlfriends? On the morning after the Spirit came upon her and the angel said, you're going to have a baby, and, and Mary going out and maybe telling some of her girlfriends, hey, you know what, I'm pregnant and, and it's of God. Even those girlfriends would have said, you're blaming God for that one? Yeah. 
but I can hear um, the, 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 the girlfriends. I can hear uh, the mothers of the girlfriends. I can hear the fathers of the girlfriends. I can hear all of these people in the town having all this criticism for Mary and all of her criticisms, not only for Mary, but for Mary's parents, is saying, can't you watch your daughter better than that? No. Joseph, how about him? Can't you imagine that Joseph's friends, when they found out, uh, Joseph's friends came around him saying, Joseph, you're not going to believe that line that Mary's pregnant with a baby because of the Holy Spirit, right? You're not going to. Don't you want us to go with you and find that guy who, who got, got her pregnant and, and we'll, we'll treat him the way he deserves to be treated? Don't, isn't that what you want me to do? It wasn't easy. Criticisms that Mary and Joseph both got. The gossip. How about this one? How about when Joseph said, hey, you know what, Quirinius has just said that there's going to be the census taken, and all of us have to go back to our hometowns, uh, which for me, because my, I'm the line and lineage of David, we have to go back to Bethlehem. I, I, I want to do an example here. So I'm going to ask Jessica Bledsoe to please stand up. So, turn sideways, please. <laughs> hey, there you go. So, I, so here, here, here's what I... I want, I want Jessica Bledsoe to hear Robert say, uh, Jess, uh, we, we've got to go do something. We've got to go um, uh, buy, buy a donkey uh, to back home to Ocala, uh, and uh, there uh, they're going to have the census taken. Uh, what do you think Jessica might have said to Robert? Uh, you, you, thank you for by being my example today. If you can come back at 11 o'clock, that would be nice. But I, I can just imagine that Mary is sitting on the back of that donkey for almost 100 miles. Can you imagine the pain? Women, can you, you, you can speak to this, women. Guys, we can just listen to our spouses and our girls in our family tell us about the pain. But it was hard. Or, 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 or think about when they finally arrived in, in, in Bethlehem and, and there was no room for, any, for them in the inn. And so what did they get? They, they went to a lowly manger where there's cattle and there's sheep and there's maybe um, um, horses and other kinds of animals all around, stinky. And that's the only place. Uh, her, her, her mother and father were nowhere to be found you know, because they were back up north and 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 here Mary's alone just with this man that she's come to know can you imagine what she was feeling like or can you imagine when they found out that Herod had said uh, that all uh, newborn children up to the age of two were going to be killed? So Joseph says to Mary, the angel spoke to me, and we've got to go further south. We have to take a 450-mile ride on the back of a donkey down to Egypt. Was it easy? Not at all. Or what about when Herod dies and, and, and they're able to return back up to Nazareth, uh, which is... Uh, about um, 80 miles north of, 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 of Bethlehem. So now they have to go almost 550 miles by donkey up back home with a, maybe a two, three, four-year-old child. Precocious child, I would think. Was it easy? 
You see, my friends, when, when God comes into our lives, when God speaks truth into our lives, it, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a challenge for us. And what we must simply say is, yes, Lord, here I am. Yes, Lord, I want to be your disciple. I want to be your living agent. I want to be the one that can, can be used by your spirit for the transformation of the world here, there, and everywhere. God, come and use me. Don't let me sit back and relax on my backside. It's not going to be easy. Let me ask you, when God speaks to you next, maybe right now, it's not going to be easy. But will you say yes? God changes things, my friends. God is in the business of changing your life and my life. I've used this illustration many a time, but let me just pull it out one more time. Let me say that um, uh, I get this package, and um, Rod right here in the red shirt, Rod, thank you. you th thank you for give, gifting me this wonderful box. Um, and, and I'm just so thankful that you gave this to me. And, and so we, we, we have this, uh, I have this package, and this package is uh, nicely wrapped. And, and after worship, I, I take it and I put it into my office. And uh, after, um, uh, on Christmas Eve night, I, I take it and put it into my car, and, and I take it home, and I put it underneath the Christmas tree. Um, but um, uh, things around my house are going to be different this year with our, our grandbaby, Nora, so I, I forget to open it up. And, and then a few days go by, and I continue to forget about it. And, and so about, about April, Rod comes up to me and says, Hey, Tom, uh, the, what, how did you like the gift I got you? And I said, You know, you know Rod, I, I, I haven't opened it yet. I, 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 I put it into my office, and, and I've, I've left it in my office at home, and Maybe one day I'll open it up. And I share that story with you because that is the way it is with many of us in the church and most of the people outside of the church who are going to be celebrating uh, the secular Christmas. And and, 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 and God is simply saying, I've given you a gift. Will you open it? And, and I'm just simply wondering today, if you're sitting here in this space, or wherever you may be watching from, if you're sitting here and you're sitting here because this is what you do on Sundays, or you didn't know a way of saying no to your grandmother or a friend, and you're here. Is this Christmas gonna be any different for you than any Christmas before this? 
Will we wake up in this on, on, on Wednesday morning? Will we uh, go through the ritual of opening presents? Will we uh, go and, and, and just do uh, the regular things of having a meal and maybe watching some football and taking a nap and then going out and trying to get the best deals on Friday mor or Thursday morning and just seeing what we can get on, the, on those holiday sales? Is that, is that it? Is that it? Or will you on Christmas morning do as what my family has been doing for many, many years, simply go to the Christmas tree, which I put a Bible underneath it on the first day of Advent. And it's open to the Gospel of Luke chapter 2. And we will position ourselves not for the celebration of gifts that we give to one another, but that we will celebrate receiving the gift of God, the babe of Bethlehem, in a new and fresh way. So I, I simply ask you today, what will this Christmas experience look like for you? The same old, same old stuff? Or will you allow God to come and change you? Change you like it changed Mary and Joseph? Change you like it changed the shepherds? Change you like it changed the religious leaders? Or are you just here to look good sitting in the sanctuary? So now it's up to you. And here's my prayer for you. Here's my prayer for me. That I will simply say, God, may your spirit flow over me. That I might experience, that I may experience the blessing of the babe of Bethlehem to change my life and draw me close. For that is God's desire this Christmas. God is in the business of changing our lives. Are you ready? Let's pray. And so long ago, the angel appeared to Mary and says, Mary, you're going to have a child of God. So long ago, the angel appeared to Joseph and said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. So long ago, the angel appeared to the shepherds and said, go and see this that has been prepared and planned for you. The, the star rose 
and led the wise men and they followed. So God, I pray that this experience of Christmas will be one in which our lives are changed, drawn closer to you, that we might truly experience the gifts of hope, love, joy, and peace. Amen.